Okay. Back yeah. rolling on the fucking river. No, um, <laughs> that's 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 honestly like that's a big uh, that's a big sieve in my life that I never thought would uh, would happen. To be honest, is um, how people react to that type of stuff. It's not really anything that I really publicize. Apart, I mean, I'm fucking posted on my bloody Instagram, right, and do my thing. But that's kind of like who I am, right? Kind of goes on the LinkedIn too sometimes, but you know, I'll stick a cover on it and I'll put it on the shelf and I kind of leave it. And um, yeah, when people find out, I really pay attention to to how they act because if they're a little bit weirded out by it, I'm like, cool, and I just start walking away. Yeah, no, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no, no. It's it's interesting to me when people like don't like poetry I'm like oh you just haven't been exposed you just don't know what you're talking about you're just ignorant um not in like a bad way but just in a way I'm like if you find the right ones like the way that they speak to reality it's it's no different than like really leaning into loving like song lyrics you know I don't know words mean a lot to me like they always have since I was a kid so I like love the different ways to express ourselves um probably the same way a lot of people relate to like music and beats and tunes i love music but like i love the words in a song that like fucking nails it so like poetry is everything i just think if Um, people don't like it i'm like you haven't been exposed to enough yet that's all yeah like i mean you know we define we define words with our own interpretation right and um i see it quite often of like uh the the poet or the lyricist or the songwriter whatever might write the word but the the reader creates the magic you know, I got, I kind of throw words out there and, you know, ultimately the, my name and my face to it will end up disappearing, you know, and that does, that, that's not the point. The point is that like that word will remain and its original intention of being wrote from, for me to me, um, will fall to pieces and no one will quite understand, no know about it. And again, that's the point, but someone else can come in from a completely different background might be a completely different person and take something from it, which could have been completely different from its original intention. And I just think that's quite special. You know, it's just like, that's the same fucking set of words in the same order, but mentally we've gone to so many different places. And I think that's, um, I think that's a really special thing in life. I think so too. And I think usually the cool thing is like, though, they're from different places or gone different places the experience is the same and that's yep. where like we're all connected like we all have that different background but there is like that human connection that's just there like there is just the human experience that we're all fighting and feeling um but it's how we experience it differently yeah we're all figuring this thing out you know mm-hmm. um and it's quite it's quite interesting like I was once um, I was once told the five whys from a good friend of mine. He was like, if you ask somebody why five times in a row, you usually get to the uh, source of what they're trying to say. And I'm like, interesting. And I tried it to people from opposite ends of the spectrum, right? Like yeah. you're talking someone who's like completely not religion is the only thing. And you're like, great, awesome. Talk, talk to me, teach me, you know, because that's not something that, I have grown up around, right? So I'm not going to kind of understand that. And then you go to the other side and you, you you ask those five whys and 
the source of the, the thing that they come to is usually fucking similar, or if not the exact same. You're like, guys, what are we doing, man? If it took me five wives, so it takes me 37 seconds, and we're, we're all saying the same thing, and we all say, oh, yeah, we experienced the same thing, and we're all trying to, one, figure this thing out, two, fight our own battles, and, and three, be a half-decent human being. You know, just half decent. Fifty-one percent, I'll do. You know, yeah, exactly. Why are we fucking fighting over tiddlywinks? But exactly. Again, I'm only blonde. I love it. Not only blonde. I can't relate. <laughs> I'm that, so I don't know. <laughs> Blondes have most fun, you know. But we walk in a <laughs> lamppost, and you know. It's okay. I do too. So I, I just have. <laughs> I need like a, I need a tattoo on like my, uh, my um, forearm or something. If found, please call this number. You know, <laughs> it's probably just going to be like an ellipsis. I was like, Perfect. call what number is I got? Don't worry about it. For that. <laughs> call any motherfucking number. Yeah. Amazing, yeah. Well, um, <laughs> no, I, I appreciate that, man. I appreciate about yeah. the, uh, the poetry stuff. Yeah. Best, best. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, uh, if someone comes in, right. Yeah. Um, cause I'm obviously a male, right. And coaching, I want to be able to be a better coach. Right. Yeah. And I'm obsessed about how to do this thing. This is my art form. Right. But I also speak to a lot of male coaches where I'm like, okay, guys, um, you're going to be lumped with a bit of prejudice. Because initially speaking, we are the aggressor, right? Mm -hmm. And if a lady comes in and might have experienced something in the past, then they're going to be super sheltered out, you know? And I think that's what births like women's only gyms, right? Um, which I don't think is a bad thing, you know? Fuck, yeah. what do you think? You want to go to a women's only gym? Go to a women's only gym. I don't care. Do you think? Whatever. Yeah. Like My door's always open, you know? In fact, there is no fucking door walk through that bloody hinge yeah. thing. You know, that kind yeah. of door frame thing. There's no door walk through it. Um, but how would you how would you advise a dude who's a coach in whatever, martial arts, zumba, swimming, um, to hold themselves around a female that might have experienced something? Because usually I'm again, I'm crazy. I can usually tell from the look of someone's eyes or how they act, I'm like, cool. I don't need to know because yeah. I already know. I don't know the specifics. I know something. I don't need to know. I'll act accordingly. But I get, I've been in this game a while, you know. How would you advise a dude to, you know, interact, hold themselves? I think this, I love these questions. Um, a couple different approaches. One, I think first and most importantly is educating yourself and like taking some time to reflect on other people's stories who have been through those kinds of trauma or different things. Just if it's not something that you've personally experienced, I think like hearing and understanding as best you can women's stories and experiences for those that are out there is a good start because it's very easy to say things not thinking about the repercussions that they might have. 
Um, not that it should come up in a coaching session, but I think like you get more personal, you become friends. Um, even just offhanded comments can be kind of intense. So like first, first and foremost, just understanding that they have a different experience that if you're, you know, speaking objectifying women or different things in front of them, like they're going to take notice. Um, and that's kind of acknowledging that I think is very first because it's easy, but, oh, we're all the same, but we're not, you know, um, then moving into being open, not necessarily that you need to hear anything, but no touch that's not at all professional, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, maybe even asking, being like, hey, is there anything that you're not comfortable with? Um, is there any way I speak to you that you're not comfortable with? Is there any kind of touch or anything? Like, I want to make sure you feel comfortable first and foremost, which I think is kind of a good bar for everyone to make sure that whoever they're working with is, is good, but it can be easy to walking into a new culture, um, gym culture. Sometimes people don't know how to set boundaries because they're trying to figure it out. Um, so like coming into a Muay Thai gym, when you first get there, you might be like, oh, like, what is this? Is this okay? But there are a lot of things like, no, if someone's kicking too hard, you can tell them to calm down. You can tell them. But if someone doesn't know, they're like, oh, this is just how it is, I guess. Um, and so kind of opening that door and having a communication with the client and being like, hey, like, if there's, is there anything that I should not do or, you know, speak to you in a certain way? I know some people at other gyms I've been at occasionally, some the coach was like really rough and like, oh, okay, like let's go and like talking shit. And like, someone talks shit to me, I'm leaving. I'm not saying you guys would do that, but like even not even anything to do with like my trauma that I've experienced, but really just as the, I don't, I don't fuck with that. I like positivity. I have enough of my own demons I'm fighting. I don't need you to be a demon I'm fighting too. Like, let's keep it chill. Um, so understanding the thing that helps them, maybe it is, a distraction um or like I have a teammate who we were doing like abs together one day and we we're doing planks and she was like okay it's like her her way that made her feel better was being like talking about how heavy it was or whatever I was like how about you stop talking because I just would prefer to talk about anything else that's gonna make me want to drop right now um but I'm like if that works for you great but it doesn't work for me so even just that communication to make them feel like seen and understood um and then actually I have a recommendation for you off the zone is an account I really enjoy on Instagram, but they provide a bunch of masterclasses and information on trauma-informed coaching specifically to martial arts, but trauma-informed kind of applies to everything. I feel like once you understand trauma, it's easy to apply it no matter what it is. So um, I can send you that link as well. Yes, after. please. Yeah. So I think that even just walking into a situation, that's why the beginning for me is like understanding that people are coming in from a different perspective than you have and then communicating about it. And then, yeah, just follow through like whatever boundaries they set, you're good. If there's a time that they react differently, um, maybe to something that someone else and maybe they get emotional understanding that triggers um aren't aren't them you know if they get angry or react or need space like let them have their space um I mean realistically and ideally we're doing that with everybody but especially if you've been through something like certain things can trigger you in ways that you don't realize 
um, at the time or ever prepared for. Like I've had triggers happen to me in the gym, even one time just being walked down by my teammate and my really good friend. But like when we were sparring, he was, he was like huge and he would like never stop walking backwards. And there just became like an overwhelming feeling of like, I can't get out and like these kinds of feelings that I related to things I'd been in before. And it was instantly like anger and want to cry and just don't want to do anything anymore. And if someone does that, it doesn't necessarily mean oh, they're lazy or they're giving up or they like, maybe they do just need to go breathe for a little bit and process what's coming out um, and come back tomorrow or the next day, you know, but just like letting people have their space if they need it. Be like, Is there anything I can do for you? And yeah, depending on the person, they may or may not want to talk or, you know, anything to that level. But recognizing when you understand there's trauma probably involved, it's a good thing to just keep those things in mind and not hold, hold things against people. Kind of like you say, I'm like, at the end of the day, we're all experiencing the human experience. Um, try to be, assume the best, assume that people are doing their best. Um, and communicate as much as you can slash they're comfortable with and then don't take it personal oh no never take it personal when you're trying to coach like god damn like we're we're trying to you know we're trying to facilitate uh, a journey for these people right like you know i say it all the time like i like weightlifting in terms of olympic weightlifting because uh, I got to zone in, right? That's again, that's my art form of of movement in a way. Um, that and yeah, okay, I'll smash myself in the face with with some CrossFit, but I ain't fit no more. I'm like, yeah, I'm a bit heavy for this shit now. Um, but it's like I'm the babble, you know, the part of me that uh, that I could be, right? Like we all could be anything along this spectrum, whether it goes good or bad. Um, is that babble and I got to have a fight with myself, you know, and we're kind of doing the same thing with multiple people a day. And um, yeah, taking the expectations out of, you're not always going to do it right. It's not always going to be a hundred percent perfect. You know, that doesn't really exist. And you've got to be, you know, I I love you for saying that because it touches on shit that I say all the time of like, watch how people react for to the words you say and how you move and where you stand. And like, if they're freaking out because you're coaching from behind, probably don't stand behind them. You know, it sounds so yeah. dumb, right? You know, when you kind of say it out loud and so kind of precise, you're like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. You know, yeah. and just be like, hey guys, like just to let you know, I talk a lot of shit, you know, it's yeah. never aimed at you. I just swear within sentences because I'm like, right, this one's going to kick you in the balls, right? And just kind of, you know, language is a weird thing, which is kind of weird because I'm a poet, but whatever, fuck it. Um, (laughs) I'm also Northern, so, you know, we make our own rules. Um, You know, and it's just like, if anyone's offended, please let me know. You know, you can even shout at me during a class, that's fine. You don't have to put your hand up, I'm not a fucking teacher, right? And, um, you know, sometimes we all make jokes. It could be across the line, slap me back in the place. You know, it's it's just this is a two way street, guys. This is not just like a I'm a dictator type stuff. Um, and yeah, I think the expectation, man. You know, and it, it's quite it's quite funny. Like I go back to specific classes quite regularly. Um, I remember this one time, like this was fucking years ago, maybe six years ago or something like that. 
And um, I saw this lady come in. She must have been five one. Like there was, there was not a lot of this lady going around. Like wouldn't have to duck to get underneath anything, right? Just this tiny ass lady. I'm like, great, awesome. You walk through the door. Let's do it. You know, me just kind of being the fucking dickhead that I am. And I was in the south of England at the time. Accents are different, you know, kind of the tone of the accent is a bit different. Again, the language we use is a bit different. And I kind of just saw like the bloody wrath of God in her eyes. I was like, oh, I'm intimidating the shit out of her. And like, I don't know. I don't know how, like how I'm like, cool, I'm going to back the fuck off. And I can, I go back to here quite regularly because by the end of that class, we're our best mates. And I was like, you've just got to be aware. Like initially, I'm sorry, mate, you're going to get tired with that brush. There's going to be prejudice on you. But guess what? That's just the kind of hurdle you got to jump over, right? They don't know you. You could be the militant. You could be the sweetest get person on the planet. You're going to have to be able to dissect that um, environment and create that, that aura around you that makes people feel safe. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's everything. That's like the biggest thing that I love. And like a gift I've had in life is being able to make people feel safe. Yeah. Um, so I love doing that in the gym, especially with women, because I've lived it. Like anytime I've lived something, I'm like, okay, I, I got a little extra like leg up on how to deal with this. And I'm like, I was the woman sitting in her car, like knowing I loved it. I tried it. I was like, okay, I love this thing. But like still sitting there and being like, fuck, I have to go in. I'm probably going to be the only girl. Like not even worried about, being weak or whatever or being bad but I was like ah, I have to hold pads because in the states you're holding pads for each other and it's like the guys are going to be mad that I don't know what to do and like just it's a it's a rough very different environment to be in so now for me I <laughs> I love to make a spin on everywhere I'm at I'm like I have a good time I'm dancing I say hey to everyone especially everyone but especially the women that come in I'm like how are you like what's going on this is kind of the setup um and just like try to make people feel at home because I'm like, this is my home. This is where I'm happiest. I think everybody should be that way. But mm. yeah, so like I try to do that as best as possible. And yeah, that communication thing of, is this okay? Like you have the right, like reminding people, like you can speak up. Even if something starts out like, and you're okay with it, if at some point that changes, tell me and we'll stop. Like we'll adjust, we'll change. Um, I could think that that's huge for the personal training. Also, I have so much admiration for you with the weightlifting because I like, I do lift weights now, but I am like, it's all supplemental to my Muay Thai. Uh, and for the longest time I was terrified of it. I was like, I'm going to get in and I'm going to hurt myself because I'm not going to have the right form. Um, so yeah, no, that's insane. And like, I have so much admiration for people who get into fucking weightlifting. <laughs> oh, it's cool as fuck, man. You know, I love it so much. Like at the moment, like my hand, my um, hand, wrist, thumb is a bit bunged up, so I can't snatch, which annoys me because that's my favorite lift. Like I will snatch every day and do nothing else. Like it's just kind of that's meditation for me. Um, yeah. But like watching someone move is is poetry and motion in 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 my eyes. Of just like, oh man, that was just, you know, that was so cool and. And to be honest, like coaching it as well, like I love coaching women who have never weight trained how to weightlift. So never picked up a weight full stop, how to Olympic weightlift. Like it's kind of 
completely opposite ends of the spectrum. Like, guys, we're going to throw this like PVC pipe, this little broomstick, right? We're going to throw this above our head in one motion and we're going to call it a snatch. And they're like, a snatch? Like, are you being fucking rude? You're like, whoa, whoa, whoa hold on a minute. Like, I don't mean like that, <laughs> you know, like, like, let's just kind of back up the trolley here a little bit, you know, like it's Monday morning. Keep your fucking head above water. We're not getting downright and dirty with it. And, um, dude, the, the fire in people's eyes when they're like, what did I just do? Like the Bible's above my head. I was like, yeah. I was like, I'm in the bottom of a squat. You're like, yeah. They're like, what do I do now? I was like, stand up. When they stand up, you're just like, how does that feel? Like, oh my God. It's just, yeah. again, it's the same thing of, of, of you guys doing Muay Thai, right? Of just like, I am strong. I am confident. I can look after myself in more ways than one and they might walk in with the, the shoulders a bit slumped and dragging ass and pulling baggage in and and I'm a fan of bringing baggage into the gym because yeah. people say oh, I'll leave it at the door fucking whatever I was like no man like this is like this is meditation bring it in here but leave it on the fucking floor and when you leave I don't want you to take it back out again all right give, give, give it to me motherfuckers because I'm crazy I'll just kind of you know I'll light this match up and just burn it to the ground. No problem. I put it on the floor and you see them and they walk out, chest is tall, you know, chin up, chest out type stuff. And they're just walking around ready to sling dick for the rest of the day. And it's, it's so cool. I love it. Uh, I love it. No, that's, I mean, it's the same thing. Like I love to tell people, new people, I'm like, so when are you going to fight? Like, that's my favorite question to ask people because it always starts like, what? And I'm like, no, like you could fight. And I'm like, no, I couldn't, especially up here in Chiang Mai. I'm like, please. I'm like, no, 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 no. But especially now, I'm like, we've had so many people who it's their first fight, haven't even trained that, like trained for six months total or something. I'm like, nah, you could totally do it. Like, why not? Why not? Like you might get banged up a little bit, but like what you'll learn about yourself is so invaluable. Mm -hmm. And for me, that was what was so impactful to me was having the first guy, one of my, my coaches back home, who's the first guy who ever told me like I could fight, like the second he said that to me, it changed everything. Um, because it's like, I see you, I see the way you walk and the way you move and the way you train, like a couple months and he's like, you could totally fight. Wow. And that for me, it's just huge. Cause it's the same thing. We've got boxes. We're like, Oh, I can do that. Like, look at this person. Like if me five years ago saw me now like that's crazy but like everyone looks and like oh like you do this I'm like listen guys I started exactly where you are like same thing um probably worse at it to be honest I just become obsessed with things so I like that's how I get good is I'm like I I have no talent I have to work hard that is my biggest like biggest gift is I know how to work hard because I'm not naturally good at anything <laughs> um so yeah, just learning and seeing that and then looking at other people and like having had so many people come through the gym who are like, yeah, we're here to hang out and train and what, why don't you fight? And then, and then you do, and it's amazing. And it's so cool to see how powerful they are. And some people, it's their first fight ever. And they're so graceful. I'm like, damn, like that's impressive. Also, like you guys were throwing bombs, like just it, everything that I love about life is seeing that in people and then seeing it being able to be a part of it like I feel super honored to be at the gym that I'm at and to be able to be around people and see their process because that's the best part of humanity I think mm. well you you're bridging a gap 
you know, you're doing the whole yeah. vision of this whole fucking podcast. Like you're bridging a gap between mental, physical health, and you're bringing in spiritual. You, you know, and you're bringing in everything else. Like we just start it in this weird shell thing that we call a body, right? And yeah. move it around in in a way that we like to do, you know. And and that's kind of it. And I think that's really fucking special, you know. And um, taking a leap. I got so much admiration for that of, you know, like I'm going to go to Thailand. I'm going to start this thing called Muay Thai. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Like just kind of jumping and be like, how do I know whether my parachute's going to open? Like I asked this um, 18 year old kid, good mate of mine, um, the same, the same question last week, you know, he wanted to go to Australia and do whatever, wanted to get out of his hometown. I was like, how do you know your parachute will open? And he kind of like looks around for a second. And he looks at me and goes, well, you got to jump. I was like, exactly. Uh-oh. The You got to jump, man. But like, you're not going to come flying down to earth and splat and that's it. You know, like I wouldn't recommend yeah. jumping out of a plane without a parachute. <laughs> but, yeah. um, but situationally, it's like, you know, dude, like every plan I've ever had has never come off. I've never... Yeah succeeded at any plan like i mean sounds quite um extreme but legit <laughs> legit like everything's gone wrong dude like i don't know what's going on but <laughs> but you just you just bounce right you you're like okay i'll take the l on that one but it's not a fucking l because you get up and you move somewhere else and it's a lesson rather than a loss you know and then you you move somewhere else and you learn somewhere else you meet someone else you like network you try something and you just kind of keep going and you look back and you're like holy shit that was a widened journey um yeah. probably could have gone a little bit straighter to get here but like nah. the, the, the stuff i would have learned would have been like nothing no exactly exactly i think like my favorite thing that i learned last year because i had like a really good job um, was super lucky to have it. I could live technically anywhere in the United States, but I was working a lot in it. In theory, based on especially like Western values and everything I've been raised in, I'm like, this is this is the dream, but it's not my dream. And I was like, I could stay and I could grow and I could become incredibly successful in this job and I could make crazy money and buy a house and have like th- what people would consider success. Um, and I was like, but I already know corporate America. Like, I don't want to do that. Like, I know that part of myself. I know I can play the game. I know how to handle it. Um, and I'll learn and I'll grow. It won't be for not, but like, if I move to Thailand, I don't know who I'm going to become. And that's fucking awesome. Like, I have no clue, like really putting myself in those situations. Um, so I just tell people, I'm like, if you're stuck with two situations, my, my suggested two options, pick the one that scares you the most because you will come out like growing. That's the thing. It's like, you don't know if your parachute's going to land or like open, but like, you got to trust you. Like I wouldn't be up here if I didn't know that I could jump out this plane. Um, if I didn't trust that there's a parachute, it might not be, it might not put me where I think I'm going to go. It might not be at the right drop site, but I'll land. And then from there we can get anywhere. Um, and that nothing builds that self-trust and self-love, like forcing yourself to do shit and be like, okay, I guess we do this now. <laughs> um, 
and that I think like the biggest blessing of this this year especially like went through a lot of loss last year but this year like I've really redeveloped and reconnected with myself and built that self-trust and built that like not not just needing Muay Thai at a specific gym or specific circumstances in order to succeed or grow but just to be like I got it okay like if I go to a gym I spent six months in Bangkok and it wasn't the right fit but I didn't have a plan exactly and I was still figuring it out um and then moving in like when I found this gym I knew and I was like oh okay this is this is why and I think I needed to be in Bangkok I need to experience it I need to go through some pain and some losses and some different things um but then I got here and I know now same thing like I had the corporate job and I know that's not what I want now so I don't have to, I didn't move to Thailand and be like, oh man, should I have gone and done that thing? No, I know, I know I can get it. I know I'm grateful for it. And it taught me a lot and it helps me fund me moving to Thailand. <laughs> um, but I know that's not it for me. And same thing, I'm like, Bangkok's not it. Chiang, Chiang Mai is it. So just do. And at the very least, like least, you're going to learn what's not it for you. And on that journey, you find out what is. Wow. What do you hope people say about you when you're no longer here? Um, I hope, I think most important, I hope they feel that I saw them. Like I want people to be seen. Most people walk through the world and they, everything's opportunistic or trying to like, you're going to make me look good. What can you do for me? Um, I try my best to listen and learn from like each individual that comes into my life and appreciate their differences, even though sometimes like they might be frustrating or something, but really see who that person is. And I don't think there's anything as valuable as being truly seen. Like that's, that's when people shine and that's like when they feel the most loved so like i hope that they feel like i saw them that's beautiful yeah something uh, um something I, I i learned a while ago was um learn to listen to the quietest in the room and they usually have the the most to say you know and uh you know I owe I owe my life to coaching, dude. Like, hundred percent. Like, you know, I kind of stumbled into this, whatever. Try to help people, um, and it teaches you so many things. Just because I became I'm very much like yourself, of I get obsessed with things and go way too extreme with it. But <laughs> whatever, you know, this is kind of who we are. We're nutters, so whatever. No other way. No other way. No, no, no. Fuck it. Whatever. We're just gonna do this thing. Um, and it's like, oh, how do I do a better class? How do I help these people a little bit more and whatever? And you're like, oh, this actually has real world application rather than just in the four walls of a gym. And um, yeah, the amount of the amount of times you actually pay a little bit of time and a little bit of attention to someone who doesn't quite add to the conversation and will sit around the fringes and and you actually listen to them and you make them feel safe and heard and and welcome. Dude, like they're like Mother Teresa, and you've got so much to learn from that individual. And I think it's incredible. Absolutely. Yeah. I think we all 
walked through the world a little bit more trying to understand each other trying to like you said asking the five whys I love that I'm obsessed with that now because like I have a lot of family and a lot of different people in my life who I definitely disagree with on certain especially like topics that I feel very strongly about but like when I talk to them I try to listen to what's really happening I try to listen to this person doesn't like hate this thing that I feel is very core to my being they're actually not feeling heard and not feeling seen and this is like why they feel pain um or they don't think that the world values them anymore so like they're fighting back because they want to say I'm still here like my beliefs are also important um you know and I think I think when you look at it this is why I love being trauma-informed and I'm super grateful despite my past um I'm so grateful for everything that it's given me when I look at people because I'm like I can see it's just trauma, like trauma is universal. It's through different lenses and there are different things and certain ones that I don't personally understand, but I'm like, nah, we're all just that scared kid or that person who went through something really scary and we're trying to figure it out. And so when we respond, sometimes you know, we might respond with anger, sometimes we might shut down, sometimes, you know, fawning or freezing, like we're running through all of these different um, reactions, but it's another thing that helps you not take it personal but also like leave the door open leave that leave that space for people who who want it and yeah can learn to let go and I'm also knowing like you can't you can't save everybody and it's not about saving but like you can't you're it's not your job to connect with everybody some people won't connect with you and that's okay too um but for those who want it like trying to leave that part of me open because I always gain just as much as they do if not more honestly Mm. And that's where, like, you know, effective communication, open communication and conversation comes involved, right? Because it's like, I'm going to take a dip into your reality. And yeah. I'm going to see the world through through the lens that is your eyes, you know? And I think that's a really, really beautiful thing because we can't do that. That's a superpower. And yeah. a, an effective conversation is like a superpower because we're going to look at the same thing and be like, hmm, what do you see? And just by conversing, like, oh, and you give me a million years, I never would have seen that. You know, it's like, oh, interesting. What do you see? And I was like, well, I go this way. And you're like, oh, fuck, look at that. You know, and it, I think it's, I think it's such a beautiful thing. Me too. I got two more questions. Okay. What's the um, worst piece of life advice you've ever received? Hmm. I'm trying to think. <laughs> Maybe I just don't listen to people when they give me advice. Um, <laughs> um, or I just face it. I'm like, yeah, sure. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think. I think, and, and once again, like not specific advice, but like waiting for something to be happy like whatever it is when I was married and in that very different part of my life um different phase of my life everything felt and don't get me wrong there's times to grind and there's dark nights and there are things that you got to go through that it won't always be like sunshine and flowers or anything um but there was a lot of time where I was waiting for the next 
stage that was supposed to really help me like see myself um you know and I think that this is common uh in a lot of Americans in general it's like okay I gotta I gotta follow these steps I gotta go to college and then I gotta do this and you know for us we're married and then it's like okay gotta get that job and then pay off debt and then this and and there was so much of my life that was on hold um and fully dependent on someone else um that I think it's there's it's balance like I said balance goes back to everything like learn to live in the now but plan for the future um and the second this is like a good piece of advice but I think it would fall into what I used to do and what I've worked really hard to not be having grown up really really codependent um it's by a poet and I can't remember his name now but it's the idea is like everybody deserves like a place or like a home and it shouldn't be in somebody else. And I spent a lot of my life putting my home dependent on someone else or waiting for that person um, or people. And that's, yeah, it's just, it's not sustainable and it's not, it's not forever. People, even the ones who want to be there for you forever, like life's about seasons, things change. Um, the only one you've got forever is you. So really develop that relationship and going back to that self-trust know that if people have to leave whether by their choice or not by their choice you're going to be good and you can still find that like joy what's um three words you tell your younger self um on that for a minute there are like a couple that go through my head but I want it to be right (laughs) I think it's super simple and I think it's the common theme that a lot of people feel but just like you are enough like just simple I don't think I believed that for a long time and it's still something I have worked to rewire my brain around but just knowing that and feeling that not trying to win other people's love or approval just knowing that someone out there is cheering for her and doesn't need her to be anything other than herself Mm. Sarah you're a spiritual savage I just want to say thank you so much like I appreciate your time who you are what you do and uh, what you're becoming so much. And um, thank you. I'm going to, I guess I'm going to have to come to Thailand. Yeah.